Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. I mean, here's a guy that criticizes everybody, whoever they take. He's got the answers to uh, who you should take and who you shouldn't take. And all of a sudden, he's an expert. He's in our paper two days ago telling us who we have to take. Welcome to the Believe in NFL Draft Process Podcast. Ryan Roberts here taking you an inside look into some of the outstanding football players on the college football level. Today, I am joined by Tucker Craft, star tight end out of South Dakota State. You know the name. Dallas Goddard, who came out a few years ago out of South Dakota State at the tight end position. I think Tucker is the next in line to be the next great tight end to come out of there and make a big difference on the NFL level. Nearly 800 yards this past year in a breakout campaign. One of the best in college football. And it's exciting to have Tucker Craft in studio with us today. Tucker, appreciate you for coming on again, man. One of the best tight ends in college football. Thank you so much for being with us today. Yeah, no problem. It's uh, it's not that bad. We got yeah. uh, we got conditioned this spring into getting up at about four forty five for our summer workouts or our spring workouts, things like that. It's just the grind, and then your body gets used to it, and you're up before your alarm anyway. So, well, speaking of the grind, man, I, I want to dive into a little bit. Obviously, with the COVID nineteen pandemic, the fall season for the majority of players, not this past fall, the previous fall for the FCS level was obviously delayed into the spring. So you went right from spring football this past spring to fall from this past fall. That has got to be a little bit of a grind. I don't know if you would perceive it as a fun time. I don't know if you perceive it as a grind. I don't know if you were a big fan of it. Would just love to hear your perception of the spring to fall campaign in general. Yes, like the worst part of it all was uh, we were in the national championship and our quarterback, Mark Gronowski, tore his ACL. Um, so we immediately, we got in the portal, we got another quarterback, Chris Oladokun, and he did a great job for us. But um, I'd say the biggest part, obviously, was injuries. You know, got a lot of guys with uh, some dings, and they took the better part of their summer rehabbing those injuries rather than being with the team and uh, being being healthy and doing all the strength conditioning and the, the stuff that's going to get you bigger, faster, stronger. So as long as you were healthy – and you felt good, your body felt good going into the summer, then you were pretty solid. And I was one of those guys that was pretty fortunate. Although I did I, I did pick up an injury, um, a pretty good uh, ligament sprain in my left knee um, when we played you and I at the Unidome. I was only out for about four weeks. So I was able to come back and I was able to rehab and get healthier throughout the season while playing. And then, uh, so the summertime, it was just like another area for me to get better. Um, but yeah, and then in the fall, you know, when you play combined total of almost 30 games in one calendar year, that, that puts a lot on your body. So I was definitely feeling it um, towards towards the end of the fall. Um, but that was my first actual fall of football. Um, wow. That was the first fall of football I had played since 2018 when I was a senior in high school. So um, because my redshirt year, um, 
But uh, the previous fall, that was a grind for sure. I mean, we were letting each other up in pads just about every other day. We were trying to simulate um, game speed reps in the fall because although FBS did have a fall season, we did not. Before we continue on with this discussion, folks, I do want to tell you about Bet Online. Today's sponsors, our partners at Bet Online, continue to be the number one source for all of your betting needs and sports info. Find all of the latest sports developments, including updated odds on the NBA playoffs, fights, and even next season's futures. Don't forget that the MLB is back. Who are you picking to win the World Series? BetOnline is your continued source for all of your sports wagering needs, including live betting in your favorite Vegas casino and poker games. It's super easy to get started, so head to their website today or use your mobile device to join and use our promo code BELIEVE, that's B-L-E-A-V, to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. BetOnline, where the game starts. Yeah, I think we could spend a lot of time, obviously, about the repercussions of of the spring season and the COVID-19 pandemic, and we're, we're seeing the ripple effects all over college football, but... Tucker, I want to get in a little bit to your high school career. Obviously, I, I taken a look at just kind of your past at Timberlake High School. I know you played some quarterback at Timberlake. I know you played running back. I know you played middle linebacker. I think you even punted for the team. So obviously, you did a lot there at Timberlake. Talk to me a little bit about just your high school career in general and your experience in the recruiting world. I would just love to hear about how you end up, obviously, at South Dakota State. Yeah, so yeah, I'll just start. My freshman year, I didn't really get out on the field that much. Um, even though we played on a nine-man roster, we still had like a lot of guys who, who gave it their all and, and liked to play football. And we never had problems filling filling up a bus. <laughs> but uh, yeah, like towards the end of my freshman year, I was just a special teams kid, and I played a lot of uh, uh, played a lot of DN when I did get in. Um, D end and like backup cue, but that that wasn't really that wasn't really anything special. And then my my sophomore junior season, I was uh, like quarterback and defensive end, and I liked that a lot. Um, more of like a wildcat guy. I could get out on like a, a jet pass, but like I'm the one on the sweep, um, throwing the ball. Just just like a bunch of weird stuff. Nine man football, you can you got a lot more field because you got four less people. So although it is a little bit slower, it's it's a lot of fun. And uh, being a running back, um, and quarterback and linebacker, I, I got the chance to see the field a little bit more. Um, like from a from a game standpoint, understanding football. But uh, yeah, it did it definitely held me back whenever I got to South Dakota State and I. I had no no idea what was going on. It was a completely new game, and I didn't pick up that playbook until, um, like, I didn't understand all the concepts again until probably November, December of my um, retro freshman year. <laughs> but uh, my recruitment process was pretty fast, maybe a little odd to some, too. It was like a two-week process, and then that was it. I went to – I wasn't recruited at all. And then I went to a camp and then I got about all the attention from every coach in the division two conference that we have it in like around South Dakota, Minnesota, and Iowa, the Northern sun and intercollegiate conference. And then we had, uh, and then coach Stig, he called me and he offered me like two or three days after the camp. Um, so it was just like South Dakota state's prospect camp. Um, and then I went to another camp and, um, that was pretty much it. I committed the next week 
I was the first commit in my class. I was just so excited. Uh, and then after that, I started getting some attention from FBS schools. Um, I went on an unofficial at Iowa State. You know, I was expecting to kind of get a scholarship there. Uh, but the guy that they were going to offer me, he decided to stay and not leave for the draft. So I just stayed at South Dakota State. Um, but I had a I had a large decision to make with uh, Wyoming. They had offered me. I was on my way back home from volleyball game. I pick up the phone and uh, Coach Bowles calling me. He's telling me that they're going to offer me a full ride. So I was I was pretty static about that too. I went on a visit out there and I actually um, unofficially decommitted and then committed to Wyoming in the process. And uh, I, I was ooed and awed by their facilities and. They really had it going on out there. I, I liked it a lot. But then uh, ultimately I chose to stay home, South Dakota State, um, just a better chance to be with my family, have them be able to come see my games, things like that. But uh, a very, very short process. Um, yeah, since then I've been a jack. Yeah, man, I, I'm a big fan of uh, of Wyoming. I know it's, I've been out there and it's really beautiful. I, I just love that area overall, the Montana, Wyoming, Idaho type of spot. You know, I really like I'm a big fan of Yellowstone National Park. So getting out out west a little bit can be obviously a, a great time. So I want to talk to you, obviously, Tucker, about the breakout year that you just had. Wanna, but I would really want to dive deep because I don't think people are understand this too, enough right now for the South Dakota State team and the talent that you have on all, the offensive side of the football. And I would love for you to just talk a little bit about that because Chris Oladokun was just drafted, obviously, in this past NFL draft. Aaron Johnson is going to be taking his game to the next level. Uh, Pierre Strong Jr., of course, went in the fourth round, who my co-host Jody Leon who's, is a big fan of. But even looking forward to next season, you got the Yankee Twins outside, I'm a big fan of Garrett Greenfield at quarterback. You mentioned, I mean, I'm sorry, at offensive tackle. You mentioned Mark Gronowski coming back at quarterback, which I think is going to be a big, obviously, bump for this team heading into next season. Isaiah Davis maybe end up being a higher drafted player than Pierre Strong Jr. long term. So a lot of talent. And for me, I mean, I, I would argue that there's a lot of FBS teams that do not have as much talent as you guys have offensively. Yeah, I would have to go ahead and agree with you. And I would say, um, you know, I've, I've heard this before, but uh, I also like to to put it in my own words. I believe that you can get guys in the FCS level and you can just continue to get like real coaching that that the coaches believe in their players and they want to push them and there's and there's passion and there's drive versus at the FBS level. I feel like more or less guys of that at that level are more of a number. You know, things are really really believed in as a business in the FBS level and especially coaching, like to get a job at a, at a high coaching level, um, like, like such as like, uh, in Alabama, you have to, you have to like know someone who knows someone to even get that application. in. so there's, I believe that, uh, coaches at the F at the FCS level have like a, a better understanding for athletes per se could be completely biased because I've only ever played at the FCS level, but <laughs> that's, wow. that's my own right, I guess. But uh, yeah, I think our, uh, our success really just starts out outside of or off the field. Um, we really like, we get to know each other a lot. We do skull, sh- skull session, skull sessions. We have a mental strength coach. Um, we really dive deep into each other's personal lives. And then with that, we know each other's wise. Um, we know how we operate. 
Like we went as far as learning each other's love languages, like quality time, um, like getting to know guys, words of affirmation, physical touch. Like if I'm having a bad time, like some guy coming up and stopping me on the butt or something, telling me next play, keep your head up. Like it's not, it's not like not that big of a deal. Yeah. But uh, yeah, definitely. We, we learned to hold each other accountable off the field. Um, and then even in the weight room, like we, there's a lot of times like this summer I was, I was excited, like not for seven on seven, but to just to, just to get in that hot, dingy weight room and go crazy with my teammates. There was, uh, and I had opportunities this summer where I broke, uh, multiple strength records for the tight ends and then, um, set a program record and power clean, things like that. It's just like you get your guys around you and they're coaching you up and they're, and they're yelling for you. It's, it's just as fun as, as it is when you got your, your helmet, shoulder pads, shops on, you're ready to roll. But yeah. Um, yeah, the grind, as you were saying earlier, it really started this summer for me. Um, and then going into this fall, I didn't know that I was going to have this kind of a fall. It just mm-hmm. kind of started happening. Mm-hmm. I guess I just kept scaffolding off of it and, and making myself more opportunities by pushing myself further and further and further. But it, it really probably happened in the fall camp that, I had, I had a good fall camp. Um, I like, I would start running these, these crazy, not crazy routes, routes that receivers would primarily run, but I would do it and burn linebackers and, and DBs and, and corners. And I I started working on like the little things. So like my arm over release, my breakdown push by things like that and learn how to get away with using less force and be smoother in the pass game. And then the run game, it really just came down to me taking my first two steps correctly, launching my hands, and then just trying to drive the guy that I'm blocking into the ground. Just I'm, I'm someone who really doesn't let up and tell the echo of the whistle. And uh, that's something I take a lot of pride in. I like being nasty. I like having grit. Um, and I like, I like putting that stuff on film because guys like you also love it. Um, <laughs> exactly. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. And it, it's fun. You know, you can overpower a grown ass man. Sorry. Pardon no, me. no, you're fine. No, no, no. This, this is a, this is a completely rated R podcast. You can say whatever you okay. like. Best, man. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Just, just driving a, taking a guy against his will and, uh, putting him into the ground and he can't do anything about it. Like there's, there's something, there's something about that that just makes you makes you swell with pride but um yeah so we get to colorado state i have like five receptions and i don't know like less than 100 yards but i had i had a great 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 game and i had the chance to also watch trey mcbride um and i thought wow this guy's the real deal i'm gonna i'm gonna try to simulate some of the things that i saw him do and uh and be better because of it so that that's something that also made me better was watching a lot of film on guys that I believed were next level talent, not just like in my own time, but like also with my coaches, like we got, we pull up our huddle and we got NFL film for days. Like we got the chiefs and the Niners and that's two of the best tight ends in the league right there. And then granted we have a huddle library filled with just Dallas Goddard film that I've watched over and over and over again. He's arguably one of the best tight ends in the league to the PFF. So, um, and that, that's something that's great too, because he's also scaffolding the way for uh, FCS players in the league. You know, he's like the third, second highest paid tight end in the league right now. And he does it, you know, he's not getting paid for no reason. 
he's a very talented athlete. But um, so yeah, we started Colorado State, five receptions, less than 100 yards. I saw Trey McBride. I thought, wow, this guy's a real deal. And I just started playing more aggressively and with more passion. And um, you know, the, the coaches found a way to put me in the game. And oftentimes it was, you know, it was always for success. They, they wouldn't throw the ball to someone or or make a play around someone who wasn't going to succeed. And I believe that I also had that confidence. Like I, I say things with confidence. I, I, I carry myself with confidence. Um, so I think that also creates opportunities for me. But. Yeah, man. I, I love that you mentioned, obviously putting yourself up against a guy like a Trey McBride, which you guys were able to beat, obviously Colorado state in that first game of the season. I was a big fan of Trey. I thought, he went even a little later than I originally anticipated. I thought he was maybe be a very early second round pick, maybe even fit into the back half of the first round. But you mentioned Trey McBride. You mentioned Dallas Goddard. Obviously, Goddard has kind of laid that pipeline down at South Dakota State for the position that you play. And I know you're a player that would like to continue that trajectory. So can you just talk to me a little bit about the excitement that you have playing the tight end position after Dallas Goddard and hopefully continuing that pipeline for continuing to produce next level talent at tight ends? Yeah, I mean, really, it all started with him. You know, he's a good recruiting boy. They're gonna they're gonna bring tight ends on in on visits, and they're gonna say, "Hey, like Dallas Goddard, you ever heard of him?" And of course, yes, I have heard of him. Um, and they're gonna say, "Yeah, we love throwing the ball to tight ends. You come here, we're gonna throw the ball to you." Like that's, you know, that's you get a kid from point A to point B pretty fast, and and you get them there excited because we do have a great tight end tradition. I had 65 receptions and I was a leading receiver on the team until like week eight or something like that. It wasn't, it wasn't because I was playing bad either. It's because we also have like two of the best receivers in the Missouri Valley in, in sure FCS football. So, so uh, yeah, I, you know, I love this team and I love the capabilities we have on a much larger scale than like people. I've had people say to me like, you play at South Dakota State, oh, it's not real Division One football. And I'm just like, teach their own, I guess. But, you know, I didn't reach across any kind of table and slap them in the face, but I did feel disrespected. And, a lot, you know, a lot of guys in the FCS level transfer up. And, you know, because of NIL, that's a topic for scrutiny as well. And, yeah. you know, I've, I've been approached by very, very big schools that were in need of tight ends and offering you NIL deals from collectives that total six figures. And it's crazy. And, you know, mm-hmm. I'm not receiving any kind of compensation from South Dakota State that – or NIL from South Dakota State that would that would beat that out. But my pride in putting on the yellow and blue does that on its own. And my pride of saying – Tucker Craft, South Dakota State, when my name's flashing across the bottom of a, a screen someday, is going to set me apart from someone else because I'm building those opportunities for for myself and for guys after me. Absolutely. And it, it, it really all started with with guys in front of us too. So you know, Christian Roseboom, he just won a mm-hmm. Super Bowl with the Rams. Yep. And, you know, he did it by working his tail off. And Dallas Goddard was a second-round draft pick. And mm-hmm. and Jordan Brown plays corner in the league. And, you know, the list just keeps going. We had Jim Langer and Adam Timmer. Like, we got, like, legends in the NFL as well. So, yep. but, yeah, those – knowing your culture, I'd say, 
and being a part of the traditions of South Dakota State, that that'll set people apart from from me just being like a normal kid trying to pursue draft dreams. Yeah, man, I love a few of those mentions, obviously. I'll say a lot of people, you know, kind of shake their head at South Dakota State a little bit, and they know the recent guys that come out. But as a Rams fan, I remember Adam Timmerman growing up, and he was one of my guys. So great mention of a guy like Adam Timmerman, great football player and a Super Bowl champion with the L.A. Rams. back. Uh, they were the St. Louis Rams back in the day. So I want to talk to you, Tucker, just kind of end this here about your potential to play at the NFL level. Obviously, I am a guy that whether it's the 2023 NFL draft or it's 2024, whatever the future holds for you, obviously, I'm not I'm not a psychic. I can't predict those types of things. But I think you're going to be a guy that's going to have an opportunity to play in NFL for a long time with the talent level that you have. So can you just speak a little, a little bit about the possibility to play in the NFL and just what type of blessing that would be for you overall if uh, you were able to carve out a long career? It is a dream of mine, and and it would be awesome if I could come out next season, but I'm not banking on that. You know, I want to have a year that proceeds last, but even better. And I and uh and I that would push me over the edge. I would that would send me that would send me to my dream essentially. But um at the moment, you know, I'd be lying if I said like I wasn't I wasn't being lit up by guys who wanna want to manage me. Um, yeah. <laughs> and I've, I've created a list, you know, I have a top three, I have, you know, I have like guys like financial advisors lined up, um, lawyers ready to look over documents and things like that. But um, ultimately I just want to do what's best for me and my family. You know, my, my dad, he had a shot in the league, um, but he just, he wasn't there health wise. So that's, mm-hmm. that's one thing that I like to, to pick up where he left off was, I want to be my father's son. I want to pursue league dreams. I want to do great things for my family and my community and my friends, but I want to take care of my body. So if at the end of the season that I'm, I'm pretty banged up and I don't think that I could compete um, combine wise, then I'm just going to push for my second year. I'm not going to, I'm not going to take that chance, you know, especially, especially because I'm, I'm in an offense that, it's not oriented around me, but I am a centerpiece, sure. you know? So, so I, I love playing football here and I love, I love the fan base, even though it's, it's not as large as some stages, you know, it, it's still, it's still really, really nice to feel secluded at times. Um, but, uh, but yeah, next year, next year is the plan um, mm-hmm. coming out, but, but I'm not banking on it. Again, we are joined by Tucker Craft, All-American tight end out of South Dakota State, the next great tight end prospect to come out of the FCS, in my opinion. Tucker is off to a great start, obviously, this past year. I have big expectations for what the South Dakota State team is going to do in the future there. For any college football fans out there, make sure that you hop on on South Dakota State this this, uh, upcoming season. Keep an eye out for Tucker, especially if you're an NFL draft fan as well, whether it is for the 2023 cycle or 2024. Tucker, again, man, appreciate this so much. Love getting kind of the inside scoop into what you have going on, man. This was fantastic to just kind of get a little bit into your story.
Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.